0: Enjoy the message.
1: Good morning, everyone. <laughs> welcome to God's house this morning. Welcome to turn to your neighbor and greet him in the name of the Lord. If he's a newcomer, just tell him your name or just say welcome to Dayspring Church this morning. Amen. Greet your neighbor in the name of the Lord. Tell him God bless you. It's nice to see you this morning. If you're here with us for the first time, we welcome you to Dayspring Church. We ask for prayer for Pastor Nestor. He's going to be at the... Lesson en el Camino today, probably already on the second sermon maybe. So um, t- today, this morning, we're going to close out our sermon uh, theme on the power of unity. And we're so thankful for God for this. I'm going to ask you right where you're sitting at, would you just bow your heads and let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you and we honor you. You have been so good to us, Father. You have blessed us beyond measure, beyond our... We could ever hope or imagine for you have done so good for us and we just want to give you thanks let this place be as it has been an altar of worship as we rendered songs unto you lord god as we brought up praise we ask that your blessings come upon us this morning in jesus name amen amen i'm going to ask you to join with me in acts chapter 2 verses 1 as we continue our series on the power of unity, I believe in this uh, week number six, we're going to close this off and I feel blessed for doing so. Uh, when pastor asked me to preach, uh, I was so blessed to given this opportunity to talk about unity. Acts chapter two, verses one. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. i like to speak on this morning on the power of unity. I said the power of unity. If there's one thing that the devil wants to bring is disunity, not so much in our family, in our church, in society. You get everyone to think a certain way and differently, and uh, there's become disunity but there's one thing that there's a banner in our church is that we are under one Lord one faith one baptism and as we come into this house into this place whatever other thoughts you have as pastor Manola was was speaking last week whatever whatever political union you have when we come into this place we come under one banner and that's the Lord's banner amen, amen. We've been redeemed and washed through the same blood of Christ Jesus who has redeemed us all, coming from different places in life, different countries, uh, different economic status. It doesn't matter when you come into this place. We lift up one voice and that's to worship the name which is above every other name, amen? Amen. And we have also learned that disunity produces all kinds of ills in our life. Disunity is a results In the lack of joy, peace, and happiness. Disunity produces feelings of negativity. You don't connect. You don't feel you're a part of it. Uh, It's easy to miss one Sunday, but you miss two Sundays, and then it just becomes easier. Uh, It just becomes like, well, I don't have to be connected anymore. And one of the first signs of, of, you know, especially as parents, that we feel that when a child is mad, they, they, they go into a corner, they go into their little place, and and they just, uh, they frown, or they, they cross their arms, and you know that they, they're not connected, and they're, they're upset about it, and sometimes we as adults can do the same thing, you know, sometimes maybe I didn't greet you, maybe my wife didn't greet you uh, uh, with a big smile like she does when you go through the door, it could be anything, you know, but this unity brings upon a sense of, of a negativity that you, you don't belong. And that's what we've been preaching about this whole this whole month. That unity is the number one factor in keeping us together. Amen. We need you like you need me, and I mean I need you and you like like you need me. Amen. Try poking your ears with your fat thumb, right? No, use the little one, right? We need you. Everyone has a purpose. For everything, right? I said the ear, not the nose. But every person here has a purpose and a reason and that you belong here. I said you belong here. It is not by accident that you are here. It is not by happenstance that you just decided to come to Dayspring. God has a reason and a purpose for you to be united not under the pastorship of, of our Pastor Nestor Flotus, but under the unity of the gospel of Jesus Christ that's being preached that we are one people under the banner of Christ Jesus. Amen? And as we've read in, in, that, in the day of Pentecost, they were together in one mind and in one accord. Unity is vital to the advancements of our lives. It's, it's important for your growth And my growth to be connected not so much in life group to be connected to the church to the membership of the church to be connected with other people because in us we bring uh, people who have been there people who have lived through it and we know some of us uh, know what you're going through and if you connect and to this body of Christ we believe that you will be blessed amen the apostle Saul, Paul wrote in most of his letter the greatest thing that he was so concerned for it was unity in the church. Unity in doctrine, unity in faith, and unity in fellowship. And that is what our greatest desire as, as preachers and teachers of the Word of God is that you become united under the the banner of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen? Yes. Society changed, community changed, thoughts, whatever else in this world changes. But the word of God never changes. Amen. It remains the same. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? And the unity of this gospel that was preached on this day on the day of Pentecost is the same gospel that we are preaching today. And as we fall under the unity of the banner of unity, we're gonna see lives change. We're gonna see miracles change. And in the day of Pentecost, when we see here they when the Holy Spirit came upon them because they were together or they were unified we see that they began to speak in other tongues. And what tongues were these? These were tongues that in the day of Pentecost when Jerusalem would gather, many people from far northern parts of Africa, from Asia, would all come together. And these Jews who weren't learned people, who didn't study the language, but when they got together and the Holy Spirit came upon them, what happened is that the Holy Spirit gave them the ability to speak in their native language of the goodness and the greatness of God. Amen. So that's what I said in the beginning. It doesn't matter where you're from, what education background you got, or, or how much money you got in the bank. It doesn't matter. If you come united, united with us, with the purpose of this church, God is going to do great things, not only in this church, but in your life. And not so much in your life, but in your family life. And not so much in your family life, but also in your relatives and those around you. And that's what it brings when we have unity. And that's why the devil wants us defeated. That's why he wants you to have a, a mentality of being defeated. He wants to defeat marriage. He wants to defeat the family union. And if he does that, finally he divides the church. But I've always said that the devil is a liar. Amen. amen. He can bring every snare and trick, but as long as we're united. Like the stagecoaches of the, of the old Western movies. Amen. When the attack came about, they, they they build a circle. And that's what we need to be, is we need to build a circle of strength around us. You need to be mindful of someone who's not been coming to church for couple Sundays and start asking can I get their number I, I haven't seen brother so-and-so and I, I haven't seen sister so-and-so that's that's a spirit of unity instead of saying oh you see I knew they weren't gonna last you see I they were just playing they're just they're just here for the show you know instead of saying that see that's a spirit of the uh, of disunity but instead we should be saying well, anybody has this number where she's been where she's been I gotta pray for them let's let's pray for them so that God can bring them back to the flock amen yes why is unity so important because unity is powerful amen there's power in strength and in numbers when it reminds me of uh the children of israel they were so um battle there was so much defeat in their lives that in judges uh, chapter chapter one king adonai oppressed these people but when when finally the when the lord gave israel the strength to fight against their enemy You know what they did? The Israelites chopped off the big thumbs and the big toes of their enemies so that they wouldn't fight, they wouldn't have the strength anymore to bother them. Amen? And and that's what unity does. Am I telling you, that's a gruesome story, but the The moral story of this is that you can defeat and you can cut off some of those things that have been defeating your life, your family life, your household life, your peace in your home, your peace in your life. And start chopping off and removing things that have brought division in your life. That's right. Amen. Whenever you feel like, man, I, I, you know, I, I don't feel connected. I don't feel like going to church or I don't feel like I just don't feel like reading the word of God. I don't feel like praying. I, I, I don't you know, this is not about feelings. Amen. It, it, it's about uh, I need to be united. I need to be committed. Amen. Uh, our feelings come and go. But once you start building a, a form, a chain of unity, if you're missing, someone's going to miss you. Amen. If, if you're not there, someone's going to know that. You, you think no one knows that you miss church, but we know that. And we've been praying for you and we love you. And we understand that there are circumstances that don't allow you to come to church. We understand that, but we love you. Amen. How many say amen to this? Amen. amen. Psalms 103, 33 says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. Amen. The Psalms explained that when there is unity, God sends his provision, his anointing, and his blessing. Amen. Someone said, I could do church at home. No, you can't. You know, <laughs> you know especially come the, the sporting seasons and, and, and the biggest temptation to, yeah. to miss church. Or, you know, it, it's, people don't do church at home. I'm sorry. It's, it's really hard. Maybe I'm speaking, speaking for myself, you know. But you need the body of Christ. You need to be connected. Today we're going to be praying at this altar. We're going to be anointing you. Uh, We're going to be praying over you. That's what you need. Amen. Unity attracts an atmosphere where God can move in power. Unity attracts a spiritual awakening. Amen. And it also attracts miracles. Unity attracts revival. Amen. And that's what we're seeking for. A revival. What is revival? A revival is a renewal. It's a unity. Amen. Get one or two people to sing a song. That's great. But you get a whole 20, 30, 100 people singing the same song. Amen. There's something about a feeling about this. Amen. Where the Holy Spirit can move. And praise God. It reminds me of a story of an old couple that have uh, been married for about 40 years. And, and they had this old pickup truck. And uh, when they would r- drive in the old country road, it looked like there was only one person driving that truck. Hey man you remember any of us had you know your girlfriend she was always next to you and you was like you know she's always wanting and now and then the you know the the old lady told her old man you know you're you're not the same anymore I, I feel different I, I feel separate from you and the old man just thought about it he said you know uh, I've been driving this truck with you all 40 years at the, the Composed, the, the truck is the same. It's not built differently. It's it's all the same. Uh, um, I'm still behind the steering wheel. Uh, where did you go? And the old lady said, that's right. And she scooted and got, and got a little more closer to her old man. Hey, Amen. It's all the same. Where have you gone? Everything the gospel is still the same. God is still the same. Where have you moved? Hey, Amen. What's more important? Hey, Amen. When you, when you come to church, you can't even drop your phone. You're, you're, you're busy on your phone. What's so more important than, than than being in the presence of God than looking at your phone? I see that. That's a shame. Tell me. That's why you feel disconnected. That's why you're not connected. Because your our minds are somewhere else. But God is calling you back. Amen. God is calling you back to unity. Amen. And that old lady said, I, I need to get back. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Today I want us to use this. What happened at the day of Pentecost as an example of what the church does when its members are in unity. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, I need you like you need me. The Bible says, and they were all filled in verse four. In chapter 2, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. I like to say when someone feels the Holy Spirit in this place, your neighbor ought to feel it. Amen. Amen. That's, that's called a chain reaction. If, if someone is joyful, we should join in their joyfulness. Amen. Amen. Unity brings about an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Unity allows us to all feel the same joy that the praise team is singing. See, the praise team is here to uplift the name of Jesus, they're not here to praise God for you. Yeah, amen. Right, right. They're up here to, to bring the blessings of God so that we all could feel the, the liberty of worship. But they're not here to amuse you. They're not here to entertain you. Uh, because uh, all of us have the testimony of what God's been doing in our life. And when we come to bring worship, we come to celebrate what God has been doing in our lives. Amen. Yeah. So that's why when you hear someone begin to worship here, amen, they're not doing it for you. They're not doing it for themselves. They're doing it for God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a hand of Praise, yeah. <laughs> Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, tells us, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort is from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion... Paul says then, make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in the spirit and one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others, Amen. When you come to church, are you seeing? Well, I, I'm, I wonder what they're going to do for me today. I wonder what songs they're going to sing. I wonder who's going to preach today. You know, and probably you saw me and said, "Oh, brother, Stone's going to preach." You know, it's it's no, it's it's about the unity of the spirit. Is about being connected to the others. To 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 say, uh, uh, I I'm here to not only bless God to be, but to bless others. Amen. The Bible says, in unity, it brings tenderness, compassion. It brings a like-mindedness. And only this shall we be united in love and be in one spirit and one mind. <laughs> to see a revival, we need to be number one, unified and glorifying God. So if you have your outline, the number one thing is we got to be unified and glorifying God. Amen. Romans 15, 6 says, So that w- when one accord, you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. With one voice, with one mind, with one mentality. We, we can't have you thinking, Otherwise, we can't have you have a different mentality. When we come here, we come to first and foremost to glorify God. Believing that as we as we sing the songs, as we preach the word of God, you're going to have that same mentality to take to your community. Take it to the barrio. Take it to your workplace. And take it to wherever you are so that one voice, one voice coming from here, the voice of God, you will be a blessing to those around you. Amen. Amen. Number two, to see a revival, we need to be unified in our commitment to God. First Kings chapter 8, verses 61 in the NIV tells us, and may your hearts be fully committed to the Lord our God, to live by his degrees, decrees, and obey his commands as at this time. Fully committed. Imagine yourself in a relationship where you're half committed. Imagine a relationship where you only expect to receive all the attention and none to the other. Someone asked me, what's the key to marriage and what is the key to love? I said, the key to love is to give yourself mostly all of yourself without expecting anything in return. And that's really hard for us to do especially in the society that we leave we, we want we want it all we we're, uh, we want to consume it uh, we and that's the mentality we bring to church and like i want what am i going to get out of this you know what am i going to feel and and no well you know what love is in the unity of love and in the church is we start seeing that other people how can i be a blessing to someone else and love is giving love without expecting else, nothing else in return right. that's really hard right that's what the love of God demonstrated to us he gave us all to us. Number three, we should be unified in seeking God for miracles. First Chronicles 16:11 tells: seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. How many have seen miracles this year? There's about two, three miracles that have happened this year. Amen. Amen. How many believe that there's still miracles? You know, if you come and you ask for prayer, and we do a chain of unity, and we believe God for you in your life and for your miracle, there's Brother Steve right here, who's been cured of cancer. Amen. 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 Sister Martha can give a testimony of what Cancer is, is is just a word. God can heal cancer. Amen. How many have been healed by God? Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. Amen. You are not alone. There are people here who are willing to fight and pray for you. Right. To connect with you. Don't ever feel like you're alone in this world. You're, you're not alone. you got a body of Christ who loves you. Who are seeking out for you who know that in the middle of the night that maybe you feel all alone and you're crying and there's no one else uh, who could understand your pain maybe we don't understand your pain maybe we don't know what you're going through but one thing we do know if we're united in Christ we can pray over you and we believe that the one God who's still working miracles can make a miracle in your life in Jesus name amen I said he can make a miracle in your life so don't feel like you're all alone Connect with somebody. Connect with somebody. Number four is united in praying for an outpouring. Acts 4:31 tells us that when they had prayed, in the place in which they were gathered together, it was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. We are prayer twice a month here at church, it's the first and the third Sunday. On a Saturday at eight a.m. If you need prayer and you don't know what to pray, come here. We've seen so many things happening during prayer. We 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 haven't been even praying for ourselves. We've been when we make a circle, we start saying, "What are the needs of the church?" Well, I heard so and so is in dire need. I heard so and so needs prayer. From, and we we even neglect our own needs. Amen. But I invite you, if you have a need for God, come on the first and third Sunday. If, you, if you're if you unable to pray at your house, amen, some, some brothers says I don't need to go to church, I, I pray at home. No, you don't. You know, that prayer you did over your cereal, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you, you, you need to be connected. And tonight, today, we're going to be praying over you. We're going to have some of the elders praying over you. Amen. Because we are believing for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We still believe that prayer changes. Amen. Amen. It may not change you, but it might change your surrounding. It may not change you. It may not change your surrounding, but maybe it will change you to adapt to whatever you're going through. But you've got to be connected. You can't feel you're all alone, that your, your prayers are, 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 are not getting anywhere. Find somebody with faith who will connect with you in faith and believe God for what he's already done in their life. Did you hear me? Connect with somebody who can you can connect with in faith. Hey Amen. If you feel like, man, I, I need someone to pray, connect with somebody. Amen. Amen. Number five, unified in expectation. Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us faith makes us sure of what we hope for and gives us proof what we cannot see. See, we need to be unified in expectation. We expect for God to move in faith. We may not see it, but we believe it. Amen. See, we don't need tangible evidence to know that what God can do, He works on the inside and the lives of people who trust in Him. Amen? And we, we believe in faith and faith gives us hope. See, many of us are, not, are without hope because we lost faith. But you can't have either one or the other. You've got to have faith for you to have hope. And hope gives us proof of what we cannot see. Amen? Those things that you believe God to do in your life, that's where you need to be connected in faith. That's what we've been preaching about in our church. The connection and the unity of faith. That as a body of Christ, we believe that God is not done in your life. We believe that God is not done in your family, in your situation, in whatever you're going. We believe that God is still working in your life. How many believe that to be true? Amen. And the proof is here. Number six, unified in obedience to God's word. James 1.22 reminds us, obey God's message. Don't fool yourselves. By just listening to it. There's got to be obedience to God's word. How many God, there's, there's been a statistics that said that there's about, uh, each uh, home owns about two to three Bibles. Amen. And uh, I sometimes I got to sneak in Bibles that I find online and I got about 10 Bibles, you know. Uh, but how many Bibles you got at home? Amen. And do you read the word of God? Amen. Amen. Do, do, do you come in obedience to the word of God by reading it every day? Yeah. Yeah, that's a question we need to ask ourselves. Amen. You know, because uh, social media can grab our attention. My, my son the other day told me, Dad, uh, my, my, my phone told me I was on it for over five hours. And he said, in his world, he says, man, those are five hours I could have been skating in his world. Uh, but in your world, how many hours do you spend on 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 social media than on the Word of God? Yeah. Amen. What books do I recommend? I recommend the First John, it talks about the hope within us. What, what else do I recommend? I recommend the Book of Romans, chapter eight, that tells that there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. See, without the instruction book, we are unable to, Amen. Do. What's inside of it? What the, well, my, my daughter loves to bake. And one time she said, I just baked the cake and I, I didn't read the ingredients. And I forgot the eggs and it didn't come out too good. And instead of oil, I put butter. And I said, I said next time I'm going to read the instructions. She's not here, right? No. Amen. Yeah, and you're wondering why we're, we're, we're failing. You're wondering why we, we struggle. Uh, we're wondering why we're having a difficult time. And if I open some of your Bibles, some of them are the pages are probably still stuck together. Amen. (laughs) Maybe dust comes out. Amen. The Bible says, "Lámpara es a mis pies tu camino, ilumbrera a mi camino." One of the mistakes I made was I, I learned most of my Bible verses in Spanish, and I can't say them in English. Amen. You understand it good. I'm glad. Number seven is going to be united in repentance and forgiveness. Ephesians 4.32 reminds us to be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. We got to be united in repentance and forgiveness. That bad look that sister gave you, she didn't mean to give it to you. Maybe she had a rock in her shoe or something, you know. That time that I forget to say hi to you or maybe you walk past by me and maybe I said, oh, "What's? why what did they say, no, it's just our minds are not there. But if we ever do offend, the Bible calls us to forgiving each other and repentance. One of the most beautiful things to do is to ask for forgiveness. If you haven't offended someone here in the church, or maybe someone else, one of the most beautiful things that you can do is come to this altar and ask for forgiveness and to repent. That's one thing we don't preach enough about is repentance. Repentance is really hard. That's saying, I was wrong and I'm not going to go that route anymore. Forgiveness is really hard because we want to live in the emotion of hatred and discomfort. Some people get really good And loving that. Without that, they don't feel like everything's right. They feel like they always have to be in a fight with somebody. They feel like they always have to be having a conflict. But that's not what God wants for you in your life. When you're unified and united to the body of Christ, you need to start removing that in your heart. Forgiveness becomes easier for you to do. Repentance becomes easier for you to do because that's what we as a body of of Christ have been called to to do and these two are the one of the unifying factors of what creates the body of Christ because we've been forgiven of our sins we need to forgive others because we need to ask for forgiveness and repentance is one of the key elements for God's blessing in our life that's you telling God I've had enough I've rendered my life to you now Forgive me, Lord. I won't go that route anymore. You need to be connected and unified to this body in Jesus' name. If you open the door, and if you felt disconnected, and if you felt that you haven't felt and like you belong, there are many obstacles to that. And one of the obstacles is sin. Sin will never allow for you to move forward. We're not going to ask you what sin you've committed or that's been bothering you or that's been bugging you all this time. But one of the biggest obstacles for your growth in Christ is sin. And one of the things that we want to do when we come to this altar, Brother Mark, is to prepare this place so that you can receive God's forgiveness. I want you to close your eyes at this moment. If you can bow your heads.
0: We hope you enjoyed this message. But before you go, we want to extend an invitation to start a personal relationship with Jesus and declare Him your God. No one loves you like Jesus, and no one will impact your life for good like Jesus will. Would you make the following prayer your prayer? Heavenly Father, I repent of my wrongdoing. I open my heart, and I want to have a personal relationship with you. I trust that Jesus died so I could be forgiven, but He didn't stay dead. He rose back to life so I could have eternal life. From today on, I will follow you, transform my life through your truth and love. In Jesus' name, Amen. Congratulations! If you made that prayer, God lives in you and now you have a new life in Him. Connect to a church so your faith and love for God can continue to grow. We believe that you can find a loving and encouraging community in Dayspring Church. Come visit us. You belong here. We would love to meet you.